0: Pastor is not here tonight, he's taking care of, uh, as you know, he's a sectional presbyter in the UPC and our church organization, and he's in a business meeting, I uh, think it's today and tomorrow, or maybe it was yesterday and today, I'm not sure, but that's why he's not here with us tonight. But I'm going to get right into the word of the Lord. We come to church on Wednesday night to learn from the word of God, and I feel like God's given me something, put something in my heart that I hope is going to be a help to your faith. And be a blessing to uh, to all of us tonight. If I could call your attention to the book of First Peter, I'm going to read a scripture text, and then we're going to read a quick passage in First Corinthians. But First Peter, chapter one, <clears throat> verse three through seven, it says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection." Of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time wherein you greatly rejoice though now for a season if need be you're in heaviness through manifold or many or various temptations, or trials, or tests, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty seven, Paul says here, But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory, through our Lord Jesus Christ. The scriptures we've just read tonight speak to us about the trial and the testing of our faith and also that through Christ and through our faith we will overcome and come out victorious through the different things that we go through in life. And if I could give a title to this tonight, it would be I'm going to see a victory. Can you look to your neighbor and say it with me tonight? I'm going to see a victory. If I could just call your attention back and just, if we could drill into these verses here in 1 Peter. Verse 5, he says, who are kept by the power of God through faith. Aren't you glad tonight that our God is keeping us unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time? Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season... If need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. I think the New King James says, through you're, in, you're grieve, or in grief through various trials. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. The scripture here says that we are kept by the power of God through faith. And it tells us here that our faith is being tested through various trials and tests, situations and circumstances, hardships and difficulties. Anybody ever went through a few of those? Probably some of you is going through a few right now even. And many times these things we're going through have a weight about them that puts even a certain heaviness, as Peter said, a heaviness upon us. Peter said, if need be for a season, you're in heaviness through manifold temptations. Heaviness means to be burdened, and sometimes we are burdened, even as Christians, uh, the burden of sin rolled off a long time ago, but sometimes we are burdened or we have a weight upon us because of the things that we're going through at a particular time, or the things we're wrestling with or fighting with. Uh, Sometimes we're burdened or we're grieved. And, And trials and tests are never pleasant, but it's just part of the life experience and part of the journey that we're on and that we're going to go through. We're going to go through in our life. If you live long enough, you're going to go through Difficulties, and you will go through some hard situations and hard circumstances. We are truly highly blessed and favored, highly favored of God, but we're not immune to life's circumstances and situations. We all experience sadness and sorrow. We all have people we love who pass away, and there's that temporary separation that we go through here on earth without them and our heart is heavy and things happen and come against us and and people disappoint us and on and on we could go uh, brother beecham but it, these things happen uh and uh, but and they bring with them a certain grief and heaviness that can rest upon us and peter said that these things try and test our faith verse seven he said that the trial of your faith he said our faith is being tried it's being tested and he said in this verse that our faith is more precious than gold that perishes and though our faith be tried with fire it will result in the end with praise and honor and glory at the Lord's appearance our faith is precious because it's what keeps us connected to God now you want to know where the devil's attack is it's two places. Number one, of course, he wants you to fall morally and fall into sin. But I'm talking to people tonight, I believe, that's got your mind made up. You're determined. I'm going to live holy. I'm going to live a clean and godly life before the Lord. And I'm not going into those dark places anymore. I don't want that junk and that baggage on my life. So then, you know, where he focuses his attack, he attacks our faith. That's what Satan's after. He, he's after your faith. We know that what Jesus said to Simon Peter, when he told Peter said, "You're going to deny me," He said, "And Satan is desired to have you, that he may just sift you like wheat. but I have prayed for you that what? That your faith fail thee not." So Satan's after our faith, because he knows our faith. You may be feeling bad. You may not feel even too saved on some days, and you may not feel the joy of the Lord, but as long as you keep your faith, Brother Jared, and you keep trusting in the Lord, you're still connected to God. And the devil knows that, and he knows he can't do anything with us and our victorious outcome that awaits us unless he can tear down our faith. So we got to guard our faith. Hebrews 11 and 6 tells us, without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So our faith is precious, more precious than gold that perishes. 1 Peter 1, 8 through 9, it goes on to say, Whom having not seen you love, and whom though now you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Receiving the end or the end result of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. He tells us here that the end result of our faith is the salvation of our souls. Now, understand now that we are saved. Now, we're in a saved, we're living in a saved condition and we're in a right standing with God. And, uh, we have been and we are forgiven and we have the promise of eternal life and God has given to us a measure of joy and a measure of peace and blessing that's been given to us but the end result of our faith that full package brother Jared is is still yet to come and one day there will be a freedom from struggle there won't be any battles anymore. There won't be any heaviness or testing of your faith through manifold trials and tests and temptations. One day there will be a complete freedom from struggle, and that's the end result that we're waiting for from our faith. And, and that day awaits us. Just think about it, folks. Every one of you, if you're living for God and you're keeping yourself under the blood of Jesus and you're trusting in him and you've been born again, there's a day in front of Every one of us, when we're gonna be in His presence and we're gonna see Him face to face, and our hearts are gonna be so glad and we're gonna praise Him and we're gonna be completely free from all struggle. The Bible says there remaineth yet a rest for the people of God. We're gonna enter into a rest from struggle, a rest from pain, suffering. All that'll be gone. It'll be a thing of the past. But for now, we're still in a world in which there's struggle, and we're still in a world in which there's pain. And I want to share with you tonight some real-life examples of the people of God and of people of God and things they endured and overcame, and how they waited on God and didn't lose their faith, but kept trusting in the Lord, and how that God, in His time, brought them through to victory and caused them to triumph over their enemies. I want to talk to you about two characters, and the first one I want to talk about just for a minute is Joseph now I know I talked about him just a few weeks ago on a Sunday morning but if I could just go back and touch on Joseph for a second God gave Joseph a promise in a dream and Joseph saw himself it was a prophetic dream with a prophetic meaning and he saw himself being lifted or exalted up above all his brothers and even above his father And he saw a day coming in which they would all bow to him. And, of course, you know the story. He shared the dream, and it made his brothers mad, uh, to say the least. Mad, Mad would be a light word, I think, because you know the story. They became so full of envy and jealousy. You know the Bible says jealousy is as cruel as the grave. They became so full of jealousy and envy that they took Joseph, and you know what they did. They sold him into slavery. He went down into Egypt. But the Lord was with him there and then he was promoted and uh, he was, excuse me, was in Potiphar's house and then he was lied upon and he was cast into prison. But even when he was in the prison, the Bible says God gave him favor and smiled on him and gave him favor with the keeper of the prison and put him in charge basically and But Joseph, through all of what he was going through, and he went through some very rough times, some situations that would try and test his faith and maybe even make him in his mind say, did I really, was that really from God? Did I really hear from God? Things in my life aren't going at all like what I heard and what I thought God was going to lead me into. Did I really hear from God? Because he was a man just like all of us, right? Right? But Joseph hung on to that dream, and he hung on to his faith with God, and he never lost his integrity with God, and God was with him wherever he went. And then you know the story. While in prison, he waited patiently on the Lord. He persevered. He held on to what God said. And then one day, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, one day his word came. His, God's word of deliverance there came a day that God's word of deliverance came and God's word began to be fulfilled you know there's a song I love it by brother uh, B.J. Putnam and it's called Just One Word you know that's all it takes from God to change our situation is just one word from God can completely change and turn around your situation so God's word began to be fulfilled and when it came oh it came in a big way Joseph, you go from the prison house to being in charge of everything in Egypt and second in command only to Pharaoh. But Joseph's faith was tested, and Joseph had to wait on the Lord, and this was over an extended period of time. This all didn't happen in one week. This didn't happen in one year. This was over an extension, a a lengthy period of time. And another story I really like this story is, is King David. So God called King David to be king over Israel. You know the story. God sent the prophet Samuel to David. I looked it up just to make sure I was right. David was only around 15 years old when Samuel anointed him as king. And he would be 30 years old before that would come to fulfillment, before he would become king. You see, there was a delay. The delay gets a lot of people, by the way. There was a delay between the anointing and the calling and then the fulfillment of the promise. There was a delay there. And during this time, David had to wait on God, and he learned patience during this time because it was a 15-year delay. But soon after David was anointed by Samuel to become king, oh, he came out of the shepherd's field, and he came out of the, the, the shepherd's pasture with great fanfare. You know the story. God gave him a great victory in the sight of all Israel, and he slew the Philistine giant, Goliath. And David was exalted among the people in a big way. And he's still just a young lad at this time. This is soon after Samuel anointed him. And he was exalted, and the people began to declare, Saul has slain his thousands, but David his ten thousands. And to David, it looked like everything was going great for a little period of time there. But David didn't know there was going to be a 15-year delay before he moved into the fulfillment of God's promise. It probably looked at that time, Brother Jared, like, okay, I'm fixing to be swept into the palace. And everything that the Lord has promised me is fixing to come to pass right now. Real quick, that's the way we want it, right? I mean, let's just be honest here as humans. We want it to happen yesterday we want it to happen quickly and but did it happen that way I can't hear y'all no it didn't happen that way did it for the next 15 years David would spend much of his life running from a jealous King Saul and fleeing for his life for 10 to 15 years he would be in a season of great distress Now, was David a man blessed of God? Was David anointed of God? Was David called of God? But he was going to live in a season in his life, Brother Jonathan, for 10 or 15 years where he was in a season of distress. For a lengthy period of time, David had a difficult time. He would be hiding and sleeping and living in the caves. We find him wandering in the wilderness living like a vagabond and a fugitive. And at one point it got so bad, Saul was so hot on his trail, it got so bad that David had to become an actor and act like he was mentally ill and he went down to live with the Philistines for a period of time hoping they wouldn't take his life, they'd feel sorry for him because he's a crazy man, the spit's running out on his beard and all this stuff the Bible says. But yet he had to do something crazy brother Donovan to get out of Israel because Saul was determined to take his life so during this 15 year prior to the promotion and fulfillment of the prophecy David you're going to be king the prophet Samuel says anointed to be king during this time you think David's faith was tested a little bit you think there were times of great difficulty during that time that there was a struggle And while David's faith was tested, get this now, while his faith was being tested, his character was being formed. He was being shaped and formed and molded into what God wanted him to be. Perhaps he could not have handled it if he had been swept straight into the king's palace and became king as a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid. Perhaps he would have been lifted up in pride and took a great fall. God knows what we need. God knows how to shape us and to develop us, and and God did. So David went to school, so to speak, and God groomed him, and, and David was formed and shaped. God used circumstances and difficulty to shape David's life and to make him into the person that he was to be. And through David's experiences came great anointed Songs of testimony, praise, and worship. Now y'all think about this for just a second. Get this. We would not have the Psalms of David had not had all these experiences. David could not have given us the Psalms that he gave us in the book of Psalms had he not experienced the situations that he went through. Look at Psalms 18. I'm going to share with you a few of my favorites. Psalms 18. I don't know if you ever noticed, but at some of these, beginning of some of these, in the, uh, Psalms, that's an old English word, they're songs, S-O-N-G-S is really what they are. And at the beginning of some of these songs, there's an introductory statement that tells you what the song's about. Songs, song 18, Psalms 18. It says, to the chief musician of Psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, and this is not in the verse part here, this is in the Uh, introductory but it says a servant of the Lord who spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul you see how difficulty shaped and created powerful testimonies in David's life I can't go into it but I'm going to tell you we experienced a great victory in our life this week things I've been praying for for a long time I began to say, well, God's already been moving, but I saw God move on a situation. I'm so thankful for it. But these difficulties eventually result in powerful testimony. So listen to David's testimony. Psalms 18, verse 1. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Now David's saying this after he's been delivered from the hand of Saul. In my distress, I was running out in the desert, in the caves. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. These psalms were birthed in the midst of tribulation and persecution and difficulty. And I cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him and went into his ears. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. For by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God have I leaped over a wall. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. We wouldn't have that if it wasn't for the trials and tests that David went through. You wouldn't have the testimony that you've got today if God hadn't brought you through some of the difficult times and trials that you've went through. Look at Psalms 57. The introduction says uh, uh, to the chief musician of David when he fled from Saul in the cave, Psalms 57. Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings, I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. I will cry out to God, most high, to God who performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me. He reproaches the one who will swallow me up, Salah. God shall send forth his mercy and his truth. My soul is among lions. I lie among the sons of men who are set on fire, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. And let your glory above the earth. And then we wouldn't have Psalms 34. Psalms 34 is a psalm that David wrote when he went down to the Philistines. And he stayed with the Philistines. It says a psalm when he, David changed his behavior. When he acted like the crazy man. This is a song after that. When he changed his behavior before Abimelech, king of the Philistines. Who drove him away and he departed. Psalm 34, if I could read you part of it. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. He's saying, God delivered me. He protected me down in the land of the Philistines. He protected me from Saul. My praise will will continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me. And delivered me from all my fears. Now you think you experience fear sometime. Well, David did too. And I have too. But David said, when I'm afraid, yet will I trust in thee. And he said, he delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried. Now he's talking about himself. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him. Anybody relate to that? Anybody ever been that poor man you've been at rock bottom? But I cried out to the Lord, and the Lord heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Or all of his troubles, saved him out of all of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, blessed is the man who trusts in him. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their trouble. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart save such as of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Now we're talking about the trial of our faith tonight. Look at what beautiful testimonies came out of David's struggle. All these experiences shaped David into who God wanted him to be. And none of the things that David went through were meant to destroy him. They were meant to be testimony builders. God knew that David was going to pass this on to us in these Psalms, and you and I would need this one day. I don't know about you, but there have been many times in my life, I'm going to tell you, Psalms 18 is one of my favorites. There was a the time I was undergoing a just a spiritual attack, just battling some things and I began praying Psalms 18 here in this church began just praying it and 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 the Lord gave me a mighty deliverance through that word that's in Psalms Psalms 18 so David gave us this but the devil meant it for his bad but God said I'm going to turn it around and I'm going to make it work for his good Now the devil sent things in some of your lives that he meant for your bad and he meant it to destroy you and he sent things in my life that he's meant to destroy me but God said I'm not going to let it destroy him. I'm going to keep him and I'm going to preserve him and I'm going to take what the devil meant for his bad and I'm going to turn it around and make it work for his good. Praise God. So David went through some tough times. And David kept his faith in God. And he held to God's word. And he kept waiting on the Lord. And he never forgot that promise that Samuel made over him. He never forgot it. His faith was tested, but he was kept. He was kept by God. And that's my third point. This is the last point, and then we're going to close. But the third point is God keeps us, God is a keeper. As we go through hardships, trials, and tests, valleys low and mountains high, we're kept. 1 Peter 1 and 5. It says we are kept by the power of God through faith. To be kept by God means to be preserved. To be kept safe. It means not to be lost or destroyed, but to be protected to be kept safe God is keeping us let, let me tell you if it wasn't for God keeping us the devil would have swept us off the tracks a long time ago because we ain't no match for the devil within ourselves. okay but God why why are we still here and why are we still praising God and why is the Holy Ghost still in our life and why are we why are we still living in victory over that old person that we once were it's because God has kept us by his grace. He has preserved us. He has kept us. And when God keeps us, he does for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Now, there's some things you can do for yourselves and something God expects us to do for ourselves. And God does expect us to fight the fight of faith, fight the good fight of faith. God expects us to keep believing no matter how dark it may be no matter how dismal and dreary things may be around us he expects us to keep trusting no matter what but in those times yes God requires us to keep the faith but what God requires of himself is to keep us from the evil God requires us to keep the faith, but he requires of himself to keep us from the evil. And that's the prayer of Jesus, by the way. John 17, he said, Father, I don't pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil. And the musicians, y'all want to make your way back. God has kept us from the evil. He has kept us and he's preserving us from the evil. And because he's keeping us and protecting us and our faith is being tried and we're, yes, we're, we may be going through difficulties and trials and circumstances at times. But we're going to come out on top as long as we keep our faith in the Lord. We are guaranteed to win. Now when two, I, I like sports, I like football, that's what I like. And uh, you probably tell by looking at me, I'm not much of a football player, but I'm a football fan. I, I like to watch football. And, and 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 when two teams play, you don't know for sure who's gonna win the majority of the time, unless it's, you know, Alabama playing, you know, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers or something like that, you know. But you don't know who's gonna win because the end result hadn't been fixed. But God has fixed this thing so that you know who's gonna win. As long as we stay on the winning side and keep our faith in him, we know there's a guaranteed. Victory party awaiting us at the end. And I'm going to see a victory. I saw a victory this week. And I believe I'm going to see more victories. I'm praying for victories for you. I'm praying for victories for your family. I'm praying for victories for my family. And I'm going to see a victory in my life. I love the words of this song. They're about to sing it. But it says, The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. And when the darkness falls, it won't prevail because the God I know, the God I serve knows only how to triumph for my God will never fail. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to the Lord. And then he tells us there's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will win. I'm not backing down from any giant because I know how this story ends. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to the Lord and then it says I'm going to worship my way through this battle. You know that's how we fight our battles church. It's through our prayers and through our praise and through our worship. It says I'm going to worship my way through and God it and then the song goes on to say God, you take what the enemy meant for evil. And you can all stand. Let's all stand in this place, and we're going to sing it with them. It says, you take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it around, and you make it work for the good. You turn it for good. Do you believe that with me tonight? Do you believe it tonight? Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. For the battle. Or maybe you just feel far away from God if you could just come down here and if we could have the ministers come down and pray for those that are in need we need to take these needs before the Lord and he is